A few years ago, we grew and sold a business that forever changed our lives. At first, we really struggled trying to figure out which tools to use to help run and organize our community. But that all changed once we discovered Kajabi. Kajabi is the ultimate all-in-one platform that helps creators and entrepreneurs build successful online businesses by unlocking predictable recurring revenue. No matter your niche, Kajabi makes it easy to turn your skills, passions, and experiences into enriching online courses, exclusive membership sites, subscription podcasts, thriving communities, personalized coaching, and more. The best part, Kajabi doesn't take a cut of your revenue because everything is owned and controlled by you. So you keep 100% of what you earn. And with Kajabi, you also get robust analytics, easy payment options, email marketing tools, and customizable website templates all built in. You don't need a huge audience to make sustainable income. There are thousands of creators on Kajabi making six and seven figures with less than 50,000 followers. Right now, Kajabi is offering a free 30-day trial to start your business if you go to kajabi.com slash M-U. That's K-A-J-A-B-I dot com slash M-U. Go to kajabi.com slash M-U and join the creators and entrepreneurs who have made over $7 billion. The main thing that we're looking for is kind of someone to take the transcribed podcast episode and make like an article out of it. Effective action. Speed of implementation. Fail forward fast. Earn as you learn. Build the plane as you fly it. Ready, fire, aim. Think less, do more. These are phrases you often hear us say here at Millionaire University. It's impossible to progress in business without taking effective action where it counts. And it's often the speed of effective implementation which determines the level of success of the individual or business. Hearing this is one thing, but what does it actually look like in a real-life scenario? And is this something that anyone can actually do? Well, on today's show, we're going to put it to the test. Is this really happening? Are we really on the podcast? I am Brogan Williams, son of Justin Williams, and I am an entrepreneur in, in training. Yesterday, I got on a call with Brogan and Tyson to have them share with us what it's been like these past couple of weeks working with us here at Millionaire University. What grade are you when you go to school? That is a complicated question. <laughs> drop <laughs> out. Um, high school dropout alert. <laughs> I didn't drop out of high school, but... I did manage to find a loophole to um, maybe skip my last year of uh, high school. All right, Tyson, tell us about yourself. Well, my name is Tyson Wood. I am a lucky member of the family, Tara's brother, Brogan's blood, and Justin's <laughs> like blood, but he's my brother. Where have you come from recently? <laughs> recently divorced, coming out of a family setting into a floundering, toxic relationship while trying to recreate the family setting, but it was unhealthy to not knowing the whole time that I had a uh, drug and alcohol problem as well that I didn't want to look at or see. It was confusing. That led into pitiful and incomprehensible demoralization, living in a BMW while I kept going to jail. A little over two weeks ago, our family sold everything we owned and set off for a nine-month trip around the world. Our younger kids would be doing homeschool each day while we worked, but now that Brogan was done with school, he would be working with us. He worked with us a little before, but it was like a few hours a week. Now he'd be working with us closer to 25 hours per week. 
On the day we left, Tyson approached us. He had been living in our guest house the past three months and working with us, helping us with repairs on the house while flipping couches on the side. The day we were leaving and saying our goodbyes, Tyson got a little emotional. As I was listening to your podcast through the move, I had heard about somebody taking a skill set, technical skill set that they could build off. There was some contrivance because you guys had a lot going on. So the focus was getting everything moved. So when the last item was moved into the back of my truck, I was like, I'm going to ask Justin for a job. But the truth was that while Tyson may have had handyman skills, he didn't come even remotely close to having any digital marketing or the skills that we were looking for. So I talked to Tara and we're like, you know, we know Tyson's a hard worker. We know we want him on our team. There's going to be a lot of training involved, so it just doesn't make sense to pay him what he typically would be worth. So I was like, well, I'm just going to throw it out to him. It'll be up to him. I think he probably won't do it. But we just kind of like said, hey, this is what we can do right now. And then maybe over time we could build into something. And even though I told you don't take less than what you're getting paid right now, you took less. Why, I think why I felt did you do that? Super confident in you, Tara, and what you guys have built already, what you've done in business. And I just wanted to stay close to that. It was like, I want to stay close to success and to where you guys are going. And I just wanted to be a part of it, even if that meant like you guys have talked in your podcast because I was listening to all your stuff too like I was able to really plow through those episodes and kind of took what was taught and then just redirected it back to you which is I'd like to work for you here we were about to take off on the trip of a lifetime and I had my 17 year old high school dropout son who we could barely get to do his chores And Tyson, who was just getting back on his feet, didn't know a thing about digital marketing, let alone what we were trying to do at Millionaire University. What had I done? This was going to be interesting, I thought to myself. So you guys recently started working for Millionaire University. How has that been, Brogan? It was kind of like a weird adjustment at first. Go from living in like this huge house to pretty small houses. And then moving like every four days or so, (laughs) Um, which honestly, like it was a bit of a transition at first, but I actually really like it. It's nice. And then it's like, uh oh, someone's having a mental breakdown. Like this isn't very ideal to be this close (laughs) to everyone. Um, That did not happen this morning. (laughs) Oh, yeah. But anyways, we're not going to talk about that. Then going from working like an hour or two per day to working like five hours, even though five hours is not even that much compared to how long a lot of people work per day. Mm -hmm. At first, it was like kind of tricky, but like I've actually come to really enjoy it. I don't know. I just feel generally more fulfilled and like happy when I've been working and then I like feel like, oh, like I've worked hard today, then I can like enjoy the rest of my day. I'll be honest though, I thought... Okay, Tyson's going to get going. He's going to be like, ah, screw this. You're not used to working like a desk job. I just thought you'd get into it and you'd realize, okay, this isn't really what I'm looking for. This isn't what I wanted to do. And then that would be fine. But I got to say, both of y'all are killing it. Tyson, so we did the little try, the the one day thing. I'm like, go do this thing. And then like on a Monday, I'm like, okay, you're starting. So what did I tell you to do? First thing was learn as much as you can about SEO and keyword search and become a pro at that. 
Did you know anything about that before? No. I didn't give you any guidance. I just said, go learn that thing. And then what was happening over with us is we had Brogan kind of going on some things. What kind of stuff were you doing? Yeah, so I was doing just a lot of social media platform stuff, reels, YouTube videos. And we'd only been out for like a couple days. Yeah. And I felt like I'm like, ah, I'm going to get Brogan like in a groove. So what did I tell you? One day. This was after I had told Tyson like, so, yeah, the day before. The, yeah, the day before you you had told Tyson that you wanted him to start learning all he could about SEO. And you like mentioned it to me a couple of times and I was like, Oh, okay, like I have no idea what that even means, but that sounds cool. Like good for him, I guess. <laughs> um and then you like asked me to start learning about it, and I was like, Um, okay, yeah, I can do that. I don't really know what I'm researching, but then I just like looked up some stuff and like started watching some like YouTube videos and reading all these like online articles and stuff. So day one, I had you learn about SEO and then you went and learned about SEO and then you came back. You're like, hey, I learned some things about SEO. And I think day two, I had you learn about content writers, right? Like how to hire a content writer. So share with me your reactions, your thoughts, like what you learned those couple days. So I went and dove in. I kind of felt like I was already used to it a little bit because you guys have been teaching me that, you know, you've been teaching me while I lived with you, um, how valuable your phone is, the information that you can access and everything you need. So I felt comfortable with the fact that, Hey, I'm going to go learn something from YouTube videos or podcasting. You were open to just diving in and learning a new skill. Cause you had already been, that had already been ingrained in your, yeah. in your mind. Cool. So the diving in felt comfortable. However, what I do realize is you quickly turn to an, the next subject and I was like, Oh, breaks over. <laughs> yep. Oh, breaks over. Here we go with content creator. I just barely started to have a fill of the first topic you gave us with the SEO. And then we dove right into content creators. It was like one like, day. I let you study SEO for like one day. Yeah. And then we and shifted to the next thing fast. Why did I do that? I had no idea. Looking back now, it feels like the Indiana Jones movie. He arrives at the tunnel that he's down underground in this cool cavern and there's the cave. And they're like, walk out onto the invisible bridge. And so that's the experience. That's the best way I can describe this is I just trusted you because I already trust you. And walk out into this invisible and it'll appear. As you started having us do these things, stuff started to appear. knew you weren't going to be like the and i'll be like the content writer right like that's just not what you were going to be but i wanted you to have a little bit of context so when you started to talk to them these people or, or look for content writers you would have some context so you guys learned about seo and then you learned about hiring content writers and then what did i have you do next like practically the next day i think a small portion that i like started to appear was collaboration then there yeah. was a small collaboration on the learning. And then the next step forward into nothingness, go hire a content writer. I thought that was ridiculous. I'm like, <laughs> <laughs> so I, one day I let you learn SEO. Yeah. And then the yeah. next day I told you to study content writers. I'm like, now I can actually have a conversation with this guy. Otherwise, I'm going to be like spending like hours trying to regurgitate anything I know, which isn't a ton. I'm like, you go out and learn it. The internet knows more than I do. Why would I try to teach you a subject that I know very little about? You go learn something, Broden go learn something, I'll kind of take what I know, and then we can actually have a real conversation, an intelligent conversation around something. Now we have collaboration. When the rubber hits the road, I said, go hire a content writer. I pooped my pants. Like, crazy. Were they my pants or your pants? 
I pooped. There, yeah, I pooped in your class. But you took the information that you now had and it meant something. It wasn't like school where you go for multiple years like, oh, I'm just doing this to pass the test to turn in the report that my teacher will never read or cares about for something I don't care about. It was like you literally were able to do a little bit of studying, one topic for one day, a different topic for the next day. And then it was action. It was implementation. And I saw this happening with you. So I said to Brogan, he was already studying it too. Because I could tell like Brogan was learning, but it was like, it felt better than school, but it still felt kind of like busy work a little bit. Did you realize that? Like, so I said to Tyson, I said, I'm going to have you work with Brogan. I want you guys together to hire this person. Right. And how did your brain shift Brogan when I told you that initially that you're going to work with Tyson to hire a content writer? What happened to your brain? So before we got to that, I had been spending the day like researching SEO. I think it was my second day researching it. And then you go, okay, I've got Tyson hiring content creators and I want you to help him out. He's going to send you his email and then you're going to help him go through it. So I think we each went through like 40 emails because there was about 80 at the time. Like the next day we got... You went through 40 applications. 40 applications. So Tyson by now had, had ran an ad. By which mm-hmm. he didn't know how to run an ad or where to run an ad. or That was the part for me. Taking the actual real actions, creating the ad. Like, what do you put in the ad? What is this? It's like we're creating magic out of nothing. <laughs> what, what platform, you know, Indeed, ProBlogger, Upwork, like, which... What do we... Like, there was a lot of, like... And you didn't know about any of these platforms before you started doing research and learning, right? I, my inadequacy of not knowing what it all is and getting a little bit, I pushed on to you, we need to hire the one lady to hire a content writer. Yeah. Yeah. So there was inadequacy. Like I didn't really want, you're like, Oh, I found someone who can just do this for us, which that felt like, which is, was a possibility that we considered, but you said run that. Yeah. Fell forward, figure it out. I know we don't know. We don't know, but the only way we're going to learn is by taking the action. Yeah. And that caused you to like have to be like, hey, what do I have to do to hire a content writer? And you did some research and figured it out and figured out different places you could run it on, right? And stuff like that. And now you're like, how do I write the ad? So none of these questions probably would have happened if we didn't say, go and do now. Okay. Right. You had a couple of days to play in the sand and learn a few things. Now go and do it. Now you're really learning, right? My feeling too is like, should we sit on this for a few days? And like, like you pushed us into action fast. And the thing is, I think I knew that you wouldn't actually be able to hire a person on day three. I knew a bunch of other questions would come up, but we needed to be asking the right questions. So we needed to know where we were going. So we we run this ad. We we were going to run it like we run multiple. Let's just run it on one for now. And how many applications did you guys get? How quickly and how many from potential content writers? Within a few hours the same day, we had about 50 applications and then by the end of that night, we had like 80 applications. And that's probably after moving this quickly and learning this quickly and doing something this quickly. I remember that morning being like freaking out because I saw all of these emails and I was like, what am I doing? What do we do? What is all this? And thank heavens, it was pretty amazing that you, because you'd introduce Brogan, that was exciting. And then when you... When you introduce Brogan, he instantly had like a like Brogan saved the day. 
with the funneling process of all these applications. Cause I was going to poop my pants again. Like I was like, what dude, I can't even open it. It was just overwhelming the response to the ad and what, how do you even know what a good resume looks like too? Like, what are we doing? And I can't believe you're trusting us with this too. <laughs> so, but this is where Brogan comes in. So if he wants, cause when Brogan, this became us, I was so amazed that day that Brogan started talking about when we took 80 and split them into 40. So I'll let Brogan share on that. But like, that's what blew my mind is we literally simultaneously came to the middle together. I thought that was bizarre that he went through 40, pulled out information. I went through 40, pulled out information. We circled back. Now me and Brogan are collaborating. What did you like about this? And then that's when like, for me, a process was needed separating this mass response into something we could interpret and make decisions on, which was crazy. Brogan, not only did we say, okay, go learn this topic, but go through these resumes and decide mm -hmm. who should be a candidate. I think at first you told me they all look fine or whatever. You know? Yeah, I was like, oh, these all look pretty good. I don't know if I'm going to be able to sort through the good ones. How did you go from thinking, I can't do this, to then picking out two people that you felt like would be the best content writers for our company? Being a 17-year-old kid, essentially, who doesn't know anything about content writing mm -hmm. and barely does his chores. <laughs> okay i feel like it's 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 on a personal level at that point okay fight back let's go let's hear what you got how'd you figure it out okay so i would say i definitely was like overwhelmed too like you said tyson i remember my dad being like dude tyson's already got like 13 applications and i'm like oh that's awesome like that's more than enough for like your entire like writing team and then the next day he was like we're at like 80 and I'm like, Whoa, that's, that's crazy. And he's like, yeah, you're going to help filter through it. And I was like, Oh, 80. Okay. And so then I go through 40 Tyson goes through 40. And then I was like, Oh, the, these all seem really good. Like these people all seem um, like they know what they're doing, but like I would read through some, 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 and then the first three I read through, I was like, Oh, like I can see like a total difference. They are all good. Like if you read them by themselves, but like you can tell like, Oh, this one's a lot better than this one. This one sticks out. And then as we got further down, I would immediately just kick out any of them that had like minor spelling errors and stuff, because like, obviously like we don't want to have anyone even making like minor spelling mistakes. A lot of the response that we got was like foreign based. So we were like looking for something that sounded really good. And a lot of these people could probably speak English better than we could, even as a second language. But it didn't sound like as flowy. If I were having a conversation with someone like on the street, like they wouldn't really necessarily word it like this. Mm -hmm. But there were just small details that gave away who stuck out. But something I thought was interesting, too, is that we had our people who are our favorites. And then once we actually talked to them, the responses we got matched what we expected a lot of the times. But then some of the times they didn't. So, But what I think is so interesting is you went into this thinking, I can't do this. Did I look at one application? At least I didn't look at one. Maybe, maybe actually, once I think you guys narrowed it down. I, I remember going through all of my 40 and I just wanted to show you one application as an example. Like I was mm. like, oh, check this out. Like, look, like this one looks like it could be really good, right? Yeah, and then yeah. I showed you another one. I was like, see, this one's better though. 
Yes. But once again, the point I want to emphasize is I gave you guys like an assignment to learn some things, dove in just head first. Like I know what I was doing either totally a little bit, but I said, go to this because I knew that we would figure it out. That's why we say fell forward fast. I knew we were going to fail, aka not do it perfectly, make mistakes. But I also knew the faster we fail, the faster we'll learn. When we talk about failing forward, really all it is is a process of learning. We will learn what we don't know. We can only learn so much on our own until we need to take action, because that's when the learning really accelerates. Something kicks in in our brain. It's like the fight or flight something. It's like, oh, this is for real. Like, I got to go do this. Am I going to get it figured out? Or am I going to cower away and give up? But there's no hiding. There's no like, oh, let me kind of learn. And I think one time Brogan was like studying SEO and he was playing dinosaur video games. It's like, Brogan, you know? No, okay, okay. <laughs> I wasn't, I was not doing that. What happened? Okay, that's, that's actually kind of close. But what happened was I was watching an SEO YouTube video, right? This was the day before my whole world was about to be rocked. (laughs) And I'm watching this SEO video, right? And I'm like, oh, I can totally just listen to this and do something else. So I pull out a piece of paper and started folding origami stuff just to keep my mind busy as I'm listening to this SEO video. And then dad came over and he was like, dude, what are you doing? You're supposed to be working. I'm like, I am? (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> but yeah, I was multitasking. But. Yeah. But he's gotten more focused since then, right? Yeah. You could see why doing origami at the same time as you're working isn't as effective. Yeah. yeah. I kind of saw that as you pointed it out to me. Yeah. But yeah. So this is when things got really interesting to me. You guys reached out to these six people and said, hey, we'd like to talk to you. And I told you guys, I said, okay, you guys are going to reach all these people. You're going to conduct these interviews. And I want to hear from Brogan, what was going through your mind during this time? And I said, you and Tice are going to get on and do these interviews with these people and decide who to hire for this job. Yeah. So basically what you like to do sometimes is you like to hijack our phone calls. So I think (laughs) Tyson and I, (laughs) <laughs> Tyson and I were on a phone call and we we had just filtered through our applicants. I had two people that I really liked and I think Tyson had like four that stuck out to him. And so we were talking about that and then you kind of came over and then you were like, okay guys, like this is what we're going to do. We're going to go through all these people. You did a good job at guiding us, but not telling us what to do. I feel like that's mm-hmm. pretty much what you've always been doing. And so you kind of let us figure out what we were going to do. And then once we kind of were figuring out how we were going to choose these people, you were like, all right, so tomorrow I'm going to have you guys hop on some calls and we're going to start trying to hire people. Or I think, okay, we're going to have Tyson hop on a call. And then you're like, actually, we're going to have Brogan join you too. And then I was just over here like, um, okay. I remember you being like, so how do you feel about that? And I was like, uh, and then you just kind of kept going along talking and you're like, I don't think anyone really noticed. Uh-huh. I knew it would be pushing out of your comfort zone, but yeah. I like didn't really think too much about it till later on. I could tell, I was like, oh, he's kind of fighting back. You weren't, you're not the most verbal fighter usually, but I could tell something was bothering you. Yeah. Oh, I said, Brogan, are you ready for your interviews? I think that's what I was talking to you about, right? Yeah. So we were watching a league of their own. It's like about during World War II, I think it was, they made like a female baseball league or something. We were watching that movie anyways. That has nothing to do with what I'm talking about. Everyone my age is like, oh yeah, I know what league of their own is. (laughs) Yeah. Anyways, we were watching that movie and dad was like, ready for tomorrow's interview? And I was like, yeah, obviously. And then he was like, what have you done to prepare for? I'm like, "Uh, I like thought about it a couple of times. 
Like, I, I'm pretty prepared, but I definitely was not prepared enough. I feel like I was unintentionally avoiding it just because I've kind of always been sort of freaked out by calls. Like, I don't even like calling Papa John's to ask for pizza. I don't know. It's, it's totally a mental thing. But thinking about hopping on a call after learning about something for approximately one and a half days to hire someone on a subject that I know pretty much well, I wouldn't say I know nothing about it because I spent like a day and a half learning about it. But like, I like only knew the minimum that like really freaked me out. So we had we had a good talk as we were driving around Pahoa trying to find a internet reception for or even like, cellular, cellular, phone, cellular reception cellular phone calls. Yeah. So I'm like, Brogan, you're gonna have these calls in the morning. Do you know where you're gonna make them? Do you know mm-hmm. who you're and talking to? We could not find a place that had good cellular reception. So we're like, okay, like we're going to wake up early in the morning, try to drive to like a grocery store so that we can have cellular reception. But on that drive, I was like, dude, like, why are you making me go on these calls? I barely know what I'm doing. I can't even call a pizza place. And I was feeling like I'm just getting like pushed off the cliff here. Well, because I could tell when I was talking to you about like, are you prepared for them? I could tell you were avoiding it. And what's so interesting is you didn't feel adequate to do it, but yet you weren't preparing for it. And what, what were some of the things I said? Do you remember? Did I care if you like struggled or failed on the calls? Nope. Yeah, I didn't care about that. What did I care about? I forget exactly what you said, but basically the best way to learn is to just immediately jump in and get experience. Because I remember you saying you're not really ever going to be 100% ready to take the leap of faith if you will. Mm -hmm. The weird thing was you felt like I was ready and I like kind of trusted you on that. But also at the same time, I didn't feel like I was ready. So I was just kind of like freaking out and I was like, okay, uh, I guess I'm going to trust you on this one. But it was, it was just overall stressful and overwhelming. And I was definitely avoiding it a little bit. And I don't know if I felt like you were ready. I mean, you'd have to, would have to define what that means to be ready. But what I know from experience is no one is ever ready before they take the kind of like what Tyson was talking about with Indiana Jones, right? Like the light does not turn on until you walk into the light. You don't know where to go on the next river bend until you get to the next river bend, right? You don't know which direction to go. You've got to step out. Like you don't know what you don't know until you go for it. Mm -hmm. No one is ever prepared for anything big in life. Until they take action, right? Tyson, were you prepared for like fatherhood? No. No, right? Like, Absolutely. The only way you can prepare by things in life is by doing them. That's how you, that's how you learn, right? So maybe a little bit of preparation. Like I've played, you know, football for, or used to play football for years. And it's like, we prepare, but then you go out there and you're like, I don't know what the heck I'm doing. The only way you ever become a good football player is by playing football. The only way you become good at business and a business owner or like a, a team player in any business or anything is by taking action, by participating, not just hearing about it. You know, someone could tell me about football all day long until I throw on the pads and get out there and and try it and get knocked on my butt a few times. I'm not going to get that much better. So for you, I knew, I knew you weren't ready, but I knew that was okay. I knew the only way you were going to truly get ready is by being thrown in the fire. And I want both of you guys, I want it and I want, both you guys to learn as quickly as possible. So your value to the company increases and your value to yourself, your, your ability, your confidence increases. But I think what I told you though, I was like, having that been said, I said, even though like, I believe you're ready, I don't care if you fail. I don't care if you flounder. 
but I do care that you do your best. And doing your best is relative. Like we can always do a little better, right? But I saw that you weren't fully prepared. And so that's what I was speaking to. And so then I felt like you kind of snapped into it. But that, that's when it came out where you're like, you don't usually do this. And I'm like, I was kind of poking the bear. So I'm like, oh, he's nervous. And that's when you're like, why are you having me do this? I don't know what I'm doing. Like, why would you have me do this? Then you did it. And let's talk about that. So before I was, we've pretty much been talking about how I was feeling. I did not feel like, oh, bird just, bird just slammed into slammed our window. Into the window. <laughs> but <laughs> but I pretty much. He's okay, I, everybody. He's okay. He's yeah, he's away. okay. He just flew away. But I did not feel like I was adequate to be able to hire these people on a subject that I had been studying for one day. It kind of felt like when COVID started, I was in eighth grade. And so that went from like eighth grade to middle of sophomore year in high school. And so hopping on those calls like gave me flashbacks to like hopping on my first Zoom call for um, <laughs> my first day of high school. I'm like, what the heck? I'm in high school. This is so weird. <laughs> I'm hopping on a Zoom call with people I don't even know and like meeting my teachers and stuff. So it kind of felt like that, but like it just felt like crazier because it was like actually like a real world situation but I just remember the first one I kind of just let Tyson pretty much do all the talking just to kind of like get a feel for it and I was like okay like I can just sit back relax and just like listen in on these calls but then as we started going on like I started like having like these thoughts like oh like I could say this like maybe this might add like a bit of beneficial um ness to the conversation even though I have no idea what I'm talking about uh, what's your experience with like uh, keyword research? Not really <laughs> sure what that is. I'm just kidding. I, I like knew the definition. Don't really know how that works, but like I was asking questions that me, myself, I didn't even know. Um, but I actually really enjoyed it. I, I think it was like, yeah, I, I probably sounded like I knew what I was talking about more or less. But actually, that was probably one of my most enjoyable days of working just because I felt so like fulfilled and like I was actually making a difference instead of watching a SEO YouTube video and folding origami paper. <laughs> um, but yeah, it was it was super cool. And it was definitely a super good experience for me because it made me realize I didn't trust myself to be able to do this. But like you said, I might not have been ready, but I was ready enough to be able to get the experience to kind of like figure it out as I go. And plus, we did go to that cafe and have a really good Eggs Benedict. So <laughs> that was that really was good. Tin really <laughs> Chat Cafe. If you're ever on Big Island, it's a must. How did that experience help shape the way you look at things now and going forward that might seem challenging or hard or you feel like you can't do? How do you feel like that shaped your perspective with that? So I feel like for me, like before I, I hopped on those calls, I couldn't even like make a call to like a pizza place, like I said. And then I got off that call and I was like, oh, I could I could call all the pizza places in San Diego County or whatever. It's kind of like when I do like trampoline flips and I'm prepping a trick, I'm like, oh, there's no way I'm going to be able to do this. But then I like have someone tell me, oh, you have that easily. And I'm like, I do. <laughs> and they're like, yeah, you have it. And they're like, watch this video right here. And I can see like how much time I have left to make one more rotation or whatever. And I'm like, oh, like I can totally do that. Then after like they say that and you actually do try the trick, you're like, oh, like I had that easy. I thought I was gonna like not be able to make it. But anyways, it's a little bit off topic, but it's. No, it's great. Yeah. 
did this experience make you feel like, oh, I could take nothing and go out and start my own business someday from nothing, take nothing and then eventually have an idea and go figure that out and eventually have a successful business? Did it make you feel that more confidence about that? Yeah, because... Shopify has already taken the cash register online, helping millions sell billions around the world. But did you know that Shopify can do the same thing at your retail store? Give your point of sale system a serious upgrade with Shopify. Shopify POS is your command center for your retail store. From accepting payments to managing inventory, Shopify has everything you need to sell in person. With Shopify, you get a powerhouse selling partner that effortlessly unites your in-person and online sales into one source of truth. Track every sale across your business in one place and know exactly what's in stock. Connect with customers in line and online. Shopify helps you drive store traffic with plug-and-play tools built for marketing campaigns from TikTok to Instagram and beyond. Get hardware that fits your business. Take payments by smartphone. Plus, Shopify's award-winning help is there to support your success every step of the way. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash MU, all lowercase. Go to shopify.com slash MU to take your retail business to the next level today. Shopify.com slash MU. More and more entrepreneurs and investors are discovering the awesome franchise opportunities that exist across a variety of industries. Franchising can simply be the better path and interest in franchising is at an all time high. Lucky for you, John Austinson, founder of Fran Bridge Consulting and a past Millionaire University guest is here to help you explore the premier franchise opportunities today. John and his Frambridge Consulting team are part of the largest franchise brokerage in the U.S. and have vetted the market thoroughly. Frambridge is hands down the premier source for the best opportunities in the franchise world, including both active and passive opportunities. From tiny homes to youth soccer to industrial hoses to pets, senior care to mental health and more. John has served as an Inc. 500 franchisor and is a multi-brand franchisee himself. And he does more placements than anyone else in the country. Sign up for a free consultation call with John today or get a free copy of his book, Non-Food Franchising, at FranBridgeConsulting.com. That's FranBridgeConsulting.com. Available in the U.S. and Canada. In this situation, I literally didn't have anything. (laughs) So where do we go from there? You guys interviewed six people. I didn't intend on being there, but since Brogan wasn't 18 and he wasn't on the car rental, he was not allowed to drive the rental car. And we didn't have cellular service at the house we were at. So I'm like, okay, I'll just go and I'll just like work on some stuff. But it was like, it was, it was raining outside. So I couldn't just go outside or have you go outside. And we went to the other tin shack cafe to eat. So I wasn't hungry. So I couldn't really go use the, there was a coffee shop. Anyway. Long story short, I was like, yeah, I'll just be here in the car working on stuff while these guys are talking. And I'm like, yeah, maybe it'll be good. I can hear some things, what they're saying. So I kind of overheard your guys' call. I think they were great. I maybe jumped in once or twice. Yeah, I right? happened the to overhear. That was kind of towards the end. I jumped in a little bit. But it was so cool hearing you guys do your thing. And then you guys were able to learn a lot more when I did hop on and say a few things. And then each call was better and better, right? But after that, essentially, what did we do? What did you guys end up having each person do? Gave them an episode. Okay. So we gave each one of them a, right. an assignment to take one of our podcasts and create a blog post out of it. And so essentially, where are we at now? 
where are we at now with that? Like, did we hire anybody? Like, what what's the situation there? Go ahead, Ty. So we've had six six people provide content writing. There's been reviews from you and Tara, narrowing down what you're really looking for, getting an idea of what they can do and how they write, what you guys want. So that's been incredible. Um, what's crazy, I think about the process just here in Brogan too, and backtracking real quickly was. Brogan reminded me, like, because it was a Friday, and then we scheduled these for like a Monday or something coming off a weekend. And over the weekend, Brogan's like, Hey, did you get the phone numbers? And so, thank you, Brogan, for that. Because I was like, Oh, shoot, we had we scheduled these people, we asked these people to have a phone call. And what was amazing is we set up six phone calls, every person came in at a time slot where we did this a full day. Like we did this all day long. You guys were over there in Hawaii. These guys are international. There was different platforms of communication, like WhatsApp. Someone did a zoom. We have phone calls. We don't know if they're local. That We may have gotten a $200 international phone bill, but that's okay. <laughs> but now we know we learned, right? Now we know to use WhatsApp and different applications. And but how failing forward fast. Yes. How crazy was that process to like have, Somebody give us instructions. We don't even know what we're doing. And we polled worldwide people on a phone call that literally the process was like, we're not, we don't know what we're doing. You're telling us to do it. You trust us to do it. But the crazy thing is it went so perfectly. Like Brogan and I funneled down. I think it's hilarious that when Brogan and I collaborate now, Brogan and I are collaborating and we're talking about like Joshua Daniel. He has good SEO and here's us. He's got good SEO knowledge. We don't know. We just discovered this SEO knowledge. He's got five years experience. And then he was talking about how like, you know, Brogan brought out like, oh, so basically this guy's edgy and he's a player hater next, you know, (laughs) process. Cause we're like, you were able. What's like Joshua? Sorry. If you're out there, (laughs) (laughs) his life is forever ruined. Applicant Z. Um, it's a player hater. And so it was cool that we could funnel down and then get the phone numbers, have the phone call with your guys's, what you guys had to go through, what Brogan's going through. I didn't know this. I'm hearing this on this call here. And, you know, on my end too, like, I just remember being like, it was amazing that we actually did it. Got six people who actually time, how the heck did we put those time slots together? <laughs> that was, we had, and then Justin came in and we, the cool thing about the process, like you're talking to is 80 people gave us a contrast because we don't know what we're looking for, but you could see out of 80 people, people that are better. And then there's a standard of a person who we funneled down to. Then within that call, you guys, Justin, you were able to really identify too with like Alex. And so out of the 40 people, Brogan through his research brought Melissa who we're working with now and out of my side of it, we have Alex. So we each brought one person out of 80 people to the table and six people did the process too of tracking these people on my end was interesting. Cause I got to where I'm like, this is a cluster of information. So I started just tracking down, like, how do we pay these people and who's provided stuff? How do I even email for me? I don't know how broken feels, but like email etiquette and all that, like all these new things are just flooding in but I'm amazed at the results. Like despite Brogan's inadequacies, my inadequacies, I like how Brogan shared that you trusted us. We went off of your trust. Me too. 
You know, like you trusted us to do it. You told us to do it. We, despite our feelings about it, took the actions and it provided, like Rogan said, like I felt fulfilled, you know? So like, I felt like, Hey, we're doing something, you know? So it, it's really cool. And then now, you know, now we have content writers. So essentially now we have two content writers who are starting to write blog posts for us. And now we're able to collaborate with them more one-on-one versus, Hey, big funnel. How do we hire someone? What, how do we, do we know anything about SEO? And it's literally within two weeks, we have two people who are writing content. But now like Alex sent his blog post and I'm able to give him direct right. feedback. So now our goal is to like take that and really work with him, really train him, really teach him exactly what we're looking for. We'll continue to work with these two people and or see if someone else comes along that might be a better fit for us. But now it's like we can invest our time, energy, attention, effort into them to where we create this huge win-win where they're creating and cranking out tons of content for us. But in our voice, in our with what we want to do, and it helps Millionaire University, it helps the entire community it helps us. It helps them. They're able to make you know good living, right? So uh, that's how you create a business, right? You got to take action. You got to do it, and then you just bit by bit, you just keep improving. So we got these content writers. We'll see where it goes. Before we dive into what we're doing right now, Tyson, do you guys want to do a quick like masterclass, like teach, just drop some things about what you guys learned, very specific things about what you learned about SEO and hiring content creators that might help anybody out there who's looking to do the same thing sure i learned a lot from just studying before the calls but i will say i probably learned the most from our calls that we actually had with like mm-hmm. real life human beings yeah like that were talking to us just because i was like oh like this is what this person who's an expert on this finds useful but basically first thing i had to learn was what the heck seo even is so I was like, okay, search engine optimization. I know what that stands for, but I still don't really know what that means. So then I just did some research and I'm like, oh, okay, basically you're making it so your website is friendly to Google and to people who are like viewing your viewing your website. And so I think the first day that I studied, I was like, okay, you want to have all these keywords here, a lot of backlinks to support your website, which backlinks are other people linking to your website, which kind of gives you more like credit. Your website Um, or article. Yeah, or article or whatever, or YouTube video, whatever you're trying to get internet traffic on. But my first thought was like, okay, like you just want to load this up with keywords and like backlinks, get as many links as you can. But then I kind of started learning like, oh, like it's not all about the optimization for like the Google bots or whatever. The most important thing is that you have a good user experience, like people who are viewing your website, like you want them to actually get something out of like Millionaire University. Like you don't want them to be like, okay, Google's like highly requesting I check this out. But it's like here we are going to teach you about how to become a millionaire with millionaires in millionaire university, like your keywords millionaire or whatever you're trying to like, like blast millionaire in their face. And they're like, well, like what's going on? Like, this is kind of weird. But I started learning like, oh, it's like a mix of getting Google to request your stuff to people, but then also making it a good user experience. And I think you were on a call with someone where they were like really focusing on keywords and stuff. Mm. And they're like, here's the keyword that I did. I made this the main focus but then you were like, okay, this is great. But for your next one, like 
focus little on like the SEO or maybe not even at all. We just want to see like what kind of a writer you are, I guess. Um, but well, it was she was so focused on the this keyword that like I was I wasn't getting a lot of value out of it, right? Mm-hmm. So our goal is to create first is to create amazing content that people have a great experience with. And then people will automatically want to link to it, but also do some keyword optimization. And Tyson, you can talk to this, but like there's different ways of like tagging and setting up your page so that the crawlers on Google can at least see what you're talking about, what you're doing. So there's, there's the optimization of it, but then there's also the, what they call black hat SEO, where you can just buy links and like, we don't want to do any of that. Right. Like the best way. And anyway, I won't steal your guys' thunder, but bottom line is what Brogan is trying to say is you want to create first amazing content. But then also Brogan, part of the reason why with this, it was, it was more of they were doing a blog post based on a podcast. Yeah. So it's, if they're going to write about a certain topic, that's a little different because they can go out and do the keyword research. Mm-hmm. But it's like you took the podcast and you changed it. <laughs> you know what I mean? Because they were trying to trying to find the right keyword and keyword stuff and all everything. And I'm like, that's not like it's not going to sink in with the podcast when people listen to the podcast and they yeah. go and look at this blog or whatever vice versa it's like it just doesn't flow it's not our it's not our words on what we said so i said make it well written first and then like if it makes sense like fit in the keywords as they fit in but it'll be a little different if we're doing a very specific topic on certain things we can do some more keyword research see what people are looking for make sure we write to that anyway tyson continue i can edit out some of the stuff i said if you say it again <laughs> or whatever <laughs> great because we're collaborating too, which is so cool. I think a lot of the things, what Brogan mentioned going into like the content, like creating unique content. And so then for us today, we have like the hearing from like guys like Neil Patel talks about creating unique and like, there's still a huge value to keeping somebody on your page and getting a top ranking through having valuable and free. Like that's the other thing I I thought was interesting is you want to provide valuable real things that help people that will keep them on their page, your page quicker, rank you higher. Um, Keyword and key phrase stuff, super important. But I think ultimately is like for anybody who wants to start a business that's listening to this, take action and you will get the results, the fear buildup, you know, so we had you helping us through that. But for guys that are out there trying to do this on their own, you know, I think the key takeaway is like, learn something you want to do and quickly jump into the action phase because look at our results and the results were rewarding you know like we actually have writers writing for your blog now and so but as far as hiring the content writer um so we talked a little bit about seo you want to do some keyword research it depends on what you're looking for right what what topic are you trying to rank for and then try to find some do some keyword research i think a lot of the the people we talk to they're talking about surfer seo or anyway something like that (laughs) so um you want to do keyword research you want backlinks but the best way to get backlinks backlinks is creating amazing Mm -hmm. content right so you want to optimize it create amazing content but then the hiring the content creator which to me if they know how to do seo then they're going to be able to help you out so do a little research on learning seo but then hire them but what did we find? Like what, um, first of all, where did we post this at? I know we kind of alluded to it, but we didn't totally mention it. Like where's a good place to find writers for your, your blog or your content creation? So we use ProBlogger and that was after doing the research yeah. on multiple platforms. Um, I've been hearing multiple people talk about, it was either between Upwork, because I do like Adam Enfroy has great educational stuff for this, but like 
you know, uh, Upwork was the pro blogger seemed to house the most opportunity, you know, indeed too, is pretty powerful. So it was hard. Like, which one do we select? Yeah. So you could either place an ad on pro blogger or indeed or ZipRecruiter. for us, we just put it on pro pro blogger, or you can go to Upwork and you can find, you can put an ad out there, but you can find people who will already tell you, this is what we do. Now, what did we find out about how most of these people get paid? At least in, in our instance, like what, how are we paying them per hour? Or how are we paying, how are we paying most of these, the people that we were looking at? I went on to actual pro blogger and other sites looking at content writers and what an average was. And I know we talked about eight and 10%, eight and 10 cents per word at one point, but I started to notice that like, wow, a lot of these guys looking for work who are content uh, writers, they're charging two to four cents, uh, six cents. So six cents became an average. And that's kind of where we, I think we fell on that. Like, it's like we knew, but we didn't know. I actually talked to a guy who, who runs a who runs a company and he was saying his company charges 15 to 20 cents. And I was like, wow, that's pretty low. That's lower than I thought it would be. And then when I, I heard like Neil Patel or someone say they pay like, mm-hmm. there was some like 10 cents a, a word. And then you were seeing on there, people are paying anywhere from two to six cents. And you almost did it for like four and like, let's go six. Like we want to go kind of the upper end of that. And who knows where we'll land eventually, but pretty interesting i mean so that means if you're gonna have a thousand word blog post written you could get it done for about 60 bucks which to me is pretty insane there was one point where i thought okay we're gonna have to spend about a thousand dollars per blog post but i was like hey we can have a hundred pieces of great content for a hundred thousand dollars okay that might be a good investment but now i'm like oh man if and when we find the right writers (laughs) right writers which we have and we're building into that like we can just go to town and how many words can most of these people that seem like can write per week-ish, would you say? 5,000 on average, 10,000. And looks like from the questions you asked too, because what was cool is we also asked the applicants, especially the questions that you brought in, Justin, with you know, how much you guys usually get paid. And that's when we discovered six cents is pretty decent. And then guys yeah. topped out at like, what, 20,000? 10 to 20,000 was like max capacity per week for someone. Yeah. So I was blown away at that. I'm like, wow, that's a lot of writing, right? I'm like, I can't write that much. So it's pretty impressive. Um, I also, in in some of our studies, we learned that there are like content writers, there's content editors, there's content managers. So what we're doing right now is we're trying to hire and bring on people who can essentially write and kind of edit their own stuff. We'll obviously look at it and and give them feedback. That's kind of the editing process. Then we're kind of managing that, right? Maybe at some point we'll have a team of writers and editors and, and a manager or something like that. But that's that's in the future. So we only have a few minutes left. I'll kind of like wrap this in together a little bit. Essentially, it's like, okay, we have our content writers. They're out writing. So we're now in this kind of like holding pattern waiting for them to write the content so we can check it out. And you're like, what, what, do, what do I do? <laughs> it's not like, okay, go out, hire more content writers. No, it's like, what's the next thing? So Brogan, in the meantime, is helping us. He's creating... Uh, putting up YouTube videos, taking the podcast, they turn them into YouTube videos and he's helping us create reels. But Tyson's like, what do I do guys? So what have we been having you do? Like literally within a couple of weeks, you learn the skill of SEO, hiring a content writer, hire two of them. You now know how to hire a content writer. And then we said, okay, on to the next thing. So what's the next thing that you've been learning over the past few days? Ad agencies, brands, marketing, and how we connect to 
these different brands that are out there. Essentially, one of our goals is to, our podcast is growing. By the way, just hit over 100,000 downloads in the last 30 days. That's a new milestone for us. 100,000 listens. Thank you, everyone out there. Woo-hoo, yeah, yeah. So now we want to go, and we've been doing some ads, but the way we've been doing it is um, directly through this. I'll go into more detail about it, but we're not getting paid or making as much from the sponsorships as we could. So we're now like, hey, how are we going to make more money from sponsorships? So we've kind of given that to Tyson saying, okay, we've learned a little bit about this stuff. You go out and really get this figured out. So that's the next thing. That's the thing you've been learning in the last few days is how to go get sponsorships, right? And how to help monetize the podcast, right? So what what have you learned? What have you been doing in that regard? What has that been like? So coming off of the hiring a content creator, which was crazy, and that experience, it felt like I could move into this a little bit more confidently. Mm. So I kind of jumped into the sponsorships. It's a big uh, area of like, what do we do now with this? And so... Then we talked, we collaborated a little bit. And when you said create the list and you gave me some people already, um, I'd already, we talked about like, I'd watched people talk about taking other lists, you know, so I put a list in and I remember the next morning I tried to take action on it and I had the list on an Excel and I typed in one and that, this was a bigger, like, holy crap, man. I have no idea. after the little, so I was like more learning. So this felt, this one's been bigger. So it's been kind of like trying to take action, but feeling clueless, learning more. And then like, even after yesterday, talking more like make, taking actions with like a, you know, a, a media kit is a common necessary uh, way to show, you know, a, to get a sponsorship, to reach out to a brand, to let them quickly know visually you know, and so then we need to get that started. And then quickly Tara's logging me into like an email, Canva. Like, so now we're logging in. There's a lot of stuff with pulling these tools together. And now we're taking action on creating a uh, media kit. You know, the, the other thing is what was kind of cool is like as soon as I was learning about this stuff in this realm, you already had a phone call set up with an ad agency. And that was cool to be a part of, to actually have the experience of talking to somebody who manages sponsorships and, and seeing if, cause then it's like, do we go direct? Is this like, how do we contact these guys? What's that process look like? That's been the biggest one for me as far as kind of like Brogan talked about, like, I don't even know what to, <laughs> how to reach or who to have. Cause if, what I learned too, is a lot of these websites, like let's just take HubSpot or something like, you go to their webpage, it's consumer based. It's not for people like us. So then you got to dig in and find like, how do you get a hold of the department, the marketing? What are we? Are we content creators, UGC? Are we influencers? Like, what do we want? Like, what am I reaching out for? And then you got the CPM, you know, like what's an average cost per mil? You've got pre, mid, and post roll spots that you're offering. And then I'm learning that this is big relationship stuff. This is us reaching out, kind of like the people that just reached out to us for work to get employment. We're now trying to create and bridge a partnership and a relationship with a brand that over time could, especially with your 100,000, like that's huge for us. Oh, we're going to over a million, baby. That's right. And then some. 
So that's exciting. Now I'm seeing the vision more because this is all new. So the sponsorship thing feels bigger, but yeah. There's the thing though. It's because it's newer to you. Like you've only been three days into learning about and reaching out for sponsorships, right? You literally hired content creators to help us create this insane content that someday will continue to bring tons of traffic to Millionaire University and help change people's lives. You and Brogan did that. And we're going through the same process right now. Three days ago, I said, go learn about sponsorships. And at first you're like, what is going on? And then I was like, okay, well, let's now start reaching out to the people. And I got, okay, now I got to figure out how to reach out to them. So you're in the mix of all this, right? But what's cool is because we're getting so many downloads, we're now showing up on other people's radar. And we just recently had HubSpot reach out to us and say, hey, can we sponsor your show? So it's cool to see that and all the, the whole compound effect, right? Like everything kind of coming together. Yeah. That's a cool feeling because literally like we were talking, but I'm over here like messaging HubSpot the night before to get a contact. Same day, you're getting an email from the same person I was trying to reach out who already wants to talk to you directly. So it's just incredible. Action-based. And for the viewers, like for anybody on here, what's crazy is you're literally taking Brogan and me, two startup people, and putting us through what you're teaching people on the podcast. Like literally, you're showing everybody that this is possible within your own business. So anybody can do this kind of stuff. And Brogan's awesome. I'm coming back from like, I'm 44 years old <laughs> and you're taking a risk on someone like me to help come in and build this with you. Like anybody that you're teaching, like you're literally doing and showing people how to do what you're doing. And that's incredible to me. That's awesome. I was going to ask you guys if you had any final words. I think Tyson kind of gave his, Brogan, do you have any final words? This has been awesome. I would probably just say it's probably going to be scary to start off, say you're like, oh, I really want to start a business, but like, I don't know where to start. Or maybe you do know where to start, but you're scared to take the first big step. I would say take the first big step, even if it's going to be a little bit scary or push you out of your comfort zone, because you might not necessarily have the confidence yourself or feel like you're ready at first. But like once you take that first step, there's something that just kicks in that's like, oh, like this is real. For me, like I kind of just like figured it out as we went. And that was like the best thing that I could have possibly done. Otherwise, I would have been probably still researching SEO stuff today, figuring out like, oh, in like a month, I might schedule a call with someone like once I'm like an expert on this. But I think taking action was the best thing that we could have done for sure. So awesome. Any final words, Tyson? Yeah, take Take action and get the results despite how you feel. Do it quickly. <laughs> well, you guys are awesome. We appreciate you coming on today. I love working with you too. You guys are amazing. Like I said, you care about the team and you guys are willing to take that action and quote unquote fell forward. And we're just getting started. I mean, Tyson, in a couple of weeks, you're going to be like, oh yeah, sponsorships. Pff, no problem. Sponsorships. Right? Sponsorships. Sponsors, like no problem. We got We got this down pat, right? Um, right now, you're kind of in the, the midst of that. So you're like, oh, this is a bigger beast because that's how it feels. But things are only hard when we don't know how to do them. Once right. you know how to do something, you're like, oh, that's easy. We literally say that's easy because we know how to do it. But once you learn how to do these things, which you can literally learn in days, maybe weeks. And over time, yes, you get better at them. But you don't have to know everything to find someone you only have to know a little bit about the how to hire the who who can really do the stuff that we really need. And then you just oversee that. 
So soon it'll be like nothing. And you'll be able to come on here and teach people. You'll be a pro at some of these things. So really appreciate you guys. Looking forward to what the future holds. You guys are an inspiration to so many people. And that's a wrap. Thank you. Go get him, guys. Get him. And as my dad would say, class dismissed. Class dismissed. <laughs> <laughs> Let's give it up for Brogan and Tyson. So even though Brogan tried to dismiss the class, I still got a little something to say. As we mentioned at the beginning and throughout the podcast, nothing good in business will ever happen without taking fast, effective action. This is by far the number one thing that helps successful businesses grow and the number one thing that holds people back from succeeding in business and in life. And the number one reason why people don't take action is because of fear. And we're not talking about fear of losing money. We've talked about this before, but the truth is there is so many different ways you can make money in business with risking little to no money at all. But the biggest fear is the fear of the unknown, the fear of what will happen if things don't go perfectly. What will people think of me? Will I be embarrassed? Will it be awkward? I mean, Brogan was literally talking about his fear of calling for pizza. He's not even the one paying for the pizza. He risks nothing. But that's how our brain works. We're programmed to be afraid of things that we're not sure about, that we don't know the outcome to. But the truth is, unless you're 100% happy with exactly where you are today and you don't want to improve or grow or go anywhere differently or accomplish anything differently, then you have to step out into the unknown. Nothing good will ever happen until you do. It will be impossible for you to reach your goals. Basically, you are risking everything by guaranteeing that you won't get where you want to go by not doing the things that you're kind of afraid of and you are allowing to hold you back. So once again, I know we talk about taking action and failing forward fast, building the plane as you fly it, ready, fire, aim. And I know sometimes that might be kind of hard to understand what that means, but I hope today's episode helped you get a real life inside peek at what that can look like. Now, the key is thinking of the application for you. It's so easy to become a yeah butter, as we've talked about, and say something like, oh yeah, but that works for them because of this situation. But how can it work for you? That's the way I've succeeded at everything I've done. And that's the way anyone I know has succeeded. They find a way to make things work for them. They don't make up excuses. They don't try to find the way to not make it work. They feel the fear and they go into it. They face it anyway. They take that action. They do the things that are hard, the things that feel uncomfortable, the things that are awkward. They just go for it. And the amazing thing is that once you go for it, you now get more information and you overcome that fear. I mean, Brogan is now willing and able to call and order pizza for anybody out there. Anyone who ever wants pizza, just reach out to Brogan. He will order it for you because he has overcome that fear and so many more. And so can you. So as always, get out there, take action where it counts. Take fast action, take effective action. I'm not saying take irresponsible action. If you don't have $50,000 to spend, don't go spend $50,000 tomorrow unless you figure out how to do that in a way where you mitigate or eliminate your risk. And we've talked about that on the other episodes, but 99% of the things that people do in business, they can do without risking little to no money. It's more of a risking your pride, risking your ego, being concerned about what people will think of you. But if you can overcome that, you can and you will accomplish 
anything in business and in life, you will be unstoppable. Speed of implementation. So this is what I want to hear from you guys. I want to hear of a situation where you took fast, insane, amazing action. Email me, Justin, at millionaireuniversity.com. I'd love to hear about it. Or I want to hear from you how you're going to commit to taking that fast, effective action. What is something that you heard on the podcast today that inspired you to take that step, to take that leap, to do the seemingly hard things that are out of your comfort zone that you wouldn't do in the past? But Brogan and Tyson inspired you today by what they have learned and what they have done in such a fast time. Now they're more valuable to the company. They're more valuable to themselves because they put themselves out there. They're taking that action. And that is what will lead to ultimate success. If you were inspired by today's episode, I hope that you will consider sharing it with a friend. If you would like to get our free business course, go to millionaireuniversity.com slash training. And please follow and leave a rating and or review wherever you are listening now. Until next time, this is Justin, your chief money-making officer and chief millionaire mentor, signing off. Class dismissed. Okay.